0: With Liberty DeVito. Hi, yes. Lib. Hi. I'm so happy. Okay, so Lib, tell everybody where you are right now because I'm in LA. Where are you? I'm in Brooklyn, New York. And and what's it like in Brooklyn these days? It's hot. It's hot.
1: The weather is, uh, you know, it's up there. Uh, last week we were in the 90s. This week we're in the high 80s. Okay. And you know, it, it, you could tell it's summer because you walk past and the garbage stinks, and
0: the, <laughs> the road
1: stinks. And, you know, you can see where the dogs pee; you can smell it. <laughs>
0: the, the The village used to freak me out in the uh, in the um, in the summertime because you could smell all the stale beer and the milk yeah. and the all that stuff. And is so is your hood? Do you have the smells of summer in your hood?
1: Oh yeah. We, oh, do. Yeah. we have this. We 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 live in a nice nice place. I mean, uh, I got some famous people that live across the street from me. Do you? Oh yeah. Oh, um, okay. And um, but down the corner, yeah. It, there's a there's a rehab center down the corner, so we get a lot of people to hang out after they get their little dose because we have the subway and the bus stop on the corner, oh.
0: so they come and
1: hang out. And, you know, you can, well, so how, how
0: is that for May for your little daughter? Do, do you, or does that concern you or? Well,
1: when I walk into school, we go the other way. You go the other so, way. Yeah. See, PS 11 is that way. PS nine is the other way.
0: <laughs> PS nine. Wow. Okay. you know, the PS is, you know, I have yeah. PS 63, PS 232. Oh, yeah. Woohoo! Liberty, where'd you go to, where did you go to school? Were you in Brooklyn? Where did you go to no, school?
1: No, no. Long Island. Seaford. Seaford High School.
0: Seaford high school. Okay. No. So the people down the street are getting dosed. Yes. So, so since we're on this topic, I have to, I have to tell Liberty what I sent you earlier. I have a daily reader because I'm a sober woman. And so I do these daily readers Right. and my, my today, my reading from nightlight, which I do in the daytime uh, for august twenty fourth for those of you you can see it, it says, the message is it's okay if you mess up. you should give yourself a break. Billy Joel <laughs> All That's so bizarre. All that is days. so
1: bizarre.
0: I mean come on. I mean, so bizarre. So okay, so let's get let's get right to that and then we'll come we'll circle back. But why did you get sober? did you did you i, I did you hit a bottom? what What was well, going on for you?
1: Well, what happened was I got when, when when I got cut from Billy, I was getting divorced at the same time, you know, from my second wife. So uh, I was living with Anna, my wife now. Yes. And um,
0: we're going to talk uh, about how all of those things happened. Yeah.
1: Now, our age difference, you know, I was 52 and she was 27 when we met.
0: <laughs> now, now, how did, what was that conversation like? Okay.
1: Yeah, it was it was uh it was well she's she was ahead of her time. <laughs> you know, I mean she's it's she's a,
0: wait. <laughs> she, oh I'll say
1: she's uh, very mature for her age. Uh, uh, anyway. Uh,
0: uh, um by the yeah. way, Fran Strine is saying love you but hi Fran. Hi Fran. Well we're gonna talk about hired gun Fran for sure. So okay, yeah. so wait. So is do I remember correctly? Was Anna like working for Ringo or something? Was she working for? Ringo yes, or
1: something? she was working yes. for David Fishoff, who okay. was managing Ringo and the Monkeys at the time, and he okay. was doing these these uh, uh, fantasy camps, and that's where I met Anna. Was at a fantasy camp. Uh, it was in L.A. The camp, and I was flying from Florida, where I was living at the time. Right. She was supposed to get me a ticket. I got to the counter, and I said, "My name is Libby Devito. There's a ticket for me," and they said, "No, there's not." So when I met her, the first thing she said to me was, hi Liberty, I'm Anna, do you hate my guts? Because I had, to, I had to pay for the ticket and then they had to reimburse me, you know? So okay. I had to start, but um, we kind of hit it off at this, this camp, you know, and- uh,
0: Okay, so now with- I'm asking you, I'm being devil's advocate because when I was in my fifties, I only dated guys who were like 30. So I'm not yeah. judging at all, but truthfully though, you don't have music as as a mutual reference. well although she's she's she's, she with, must, Ringo. she's with Ringo and the monkey so she knows your era
1: she um, kind of she knows the era and, and, and it's also like when you work for Ringo yeah you really you really don't care about that I play drums with Billy Joel because, <laughs> you know big deal I work for Ringo <laughs> right <laughs>
0: so it didn't phase her <laughs> was she she wasn't a Billy Joel fan no, no, no.
1: <laughs> Before I met her, she went to a concert. off got tickets, and she had to bring Fishov's kids or something like that. And she told me, she goes, "I really didn't want to go. I wanted to leave." <laughs> she didn't. She <laughs> she doesn't think Billy's believable in some of the things that he i love this
0: I, you know i've only met anna for a couple minutes i love her yeah. more i have yeah. to be i have to spend time with her. okay so you guys are hitting it up so you're 52 yes. and she's 27 and you're finding mutual ground and um camp is always romantic i don't care what kind of camp it is but and especially fantasy camp right? it, it
1: is and it was my fantasy when i saw her you know it's like,
0: <laughs> okay so um
1: yeah. So we, we come, we both go home. I go to Florida. She goes, comes back to Brooklyn. Right. And I said, I'm not going to call you. You, you got to call me. I right. waited two weeks with no phone call, nothing. And uh, I, I kept thinking like, I, I don't know if I could do this boozing anymore or get this craziness anymore because it was getting bad. You know, I mean, I'll- wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. The two weeks that you guys didn't talk. Yeah. Y- you didn't talk. Why? Cause she didn't call you.
1: Yeah, I told her. She said, I got to get my ducks in order, you know, like that kind of thing.
0: So she so, had like a relationship. She had an end yes, or something. Okay, We know yes. we know what ducks in a row.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK. So yeah. so uh, so I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And then finally, I'm, I'm driving. I'm pulling into the place where I'm living. And yeah. uh, the phone rings and it's her. And she says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm getting up off my knees right now because I could stop praying. <laughs> you know, because I was like hoping that she would call oh
0: that I, is a uh, good line liberty <laughs> it's a great line it's
1: a great line <laughs> great line that's a great but line getting sober now i i moved eventually moved up to new york you know i mean it was like real quick like within a month i was like i'm coming to new york I'm wait where were home. you
0: living where were you living in, when you met in florida oh you're living in florida okay okay
1: yeah so uh i wanted to move back to new york but right after 9-11 happened I wanted to go back to New York anyway and my okay. ex-wife the one I was married to at the time of 9-11 okay. said if you go back to New York you're gonna go back by yourself so I already knew that I was going back by myself
0: okay wait this, a minute so you were, you're married at this time
1: yes okay, okay. yes but, but we, we, don't we're, we're, the, we don't judge
0: we don't judge these we're, things
1: we're split up okay. we're split up I'm okay. in one room she's in another room you know, okay uh, we had okay. a big house talking okay. about rooms we had a big house. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you had lots of rooms to go to. Oh, you with a pool to- and everything, yeah. You know. <laughs> hey, right. so you had a lot of rooms to go to when you needed to go to the room. Okay, so yeah. so you had so you had to get your ducks in a row and Anna had to get her ducks in a row. And meanwhile, yeah. you're drinking. And wh- wh- what does it look yes. like? What does what your using look like, Liberty? I mean, like well, what kind of drinker, what, are, you a, are you a blackout drinker? Are you a drug user? What, how, what's, what's your thing?
1: I'm a red wine drinker. Okay, red wine was it, and I had advanced from just like people drink a bottle of wine and they get like giddy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you ever see you ever see a magnum of wine? <laughs> yes,
0: I have.
1: I've I, I was up to like one and a half of those, you know, <laughs> at, at night, you know, you know, and then you would end up smoking pot after that. Oh yeah, you know, and then you know, so many times I've Throwing up on my shoes and everything like that. So <laughs> Very come, attractive. Yeah. So I come to New York and yeah. I'm hanging out with Anna and her friends now who are in their 20s. And I'm like keeping up with them. We're going to the bars and we're drinking. And ah, but I am a lot of fun to be around when I, when I was drinking, <laughs> I- except for the person that I have a relationship with. Oh, not good. Yeah. Not good yeah don't tell don't tell me to turn the stereo down don't tell me
0: I know it's too
1: loud but don't tell me to turn it down yeah you know don't tell me I should I I, you need to stop you you've had enough don't tell me that so anyway one one day into the relationship uh Anna and me wake up and Anna looks at me and she goes um you can go on doing what you're doing but um I don't want to live like this. And so I said to her, I said, so do you want me to stop drinking? And she said, yeah, that would be nice. I said, when would you like me to stop? She said, how about now?
0: I said, <laughs> okay.
1: I said, you okay. Said, really? Yep. Done. Done. I'm done.
0: Oh, come on.
1: I wanted her so much.
0: Wow.
1: That. After that happened, you know, there was a couple of times when you want to fall off the wagon and stuff like that. I had a life coach too. At the time. We're going
0: to. T- I want to talk about that because I also had a life coach. Um, so how long had you been with the life coach?
1: Oh, geez, the life coach married us. Uh, well, see. but the, you were
0: with the life coach before you met Anna, though, right?
1: No, no, no. It's after oh. when oh, I finally oh. stopped. Oh. So, oh, oh. So, maintenance you know you can gonna need maintenance <laughs>
0: well but okay so i didn't, so, go, to, I didn't you, go to aa i i know so you decide you're gonna quit now they always say that you can't quit for somebody else you can only quit for yourself but you did quit for somebody else. or yes. were you already sick and tired of being sick and tired were you already fed up with yourself
1: well my favorite song at the time was this train don't stop here no more by elton john mm-hmm. and you know i kept playing it over and over again and, and i would be half in the bag and stone on part playing this song. And I, I'd be crying to myself because it's like, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be people's entertainment, you know?
0: And are you, are you already not with, are you still with Billy when this is happening?
1: Yeah. yeah. But we're He's... not really talking because there was one point when, when I said, Billy, I'm getting divorced. You know, if, mm-hmm. if any crumbs fall on the floor, maybe you can sweep them my way meaning money, money, you know, the golden yeah. handshake, if you're going to do it, give it to right. me
0: now. Right. He, right.
1: said, he said, no, I, I can't do that. So we played, but we didn't, our relationship was falling apart.
0: You know, I don't think, I, I, don't think maybe you told me, I don't know if I know this part of the story already. And I'm also, we haven't talked about this before on the air, and I'm going to ask you, you don't have to answer, because I know it could be, but I know somebody else that played with Billy that was a big, 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 big drinker. And do you think that it impacted your place in the band because you got sober?
1: Yes, he he came up to me once, Billy, and he when I I was sober. Yeah, this was the third, my third time trying to. Oh, and, it was. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I had tried before.
0: And and what had happened in the in the past? I know somebody who went out after 25 years. I just found out w- what would happen when you would try how long would it last and and what would get you to, to go off the wagon again?
1: I would go for a couple of years. Oh, uh, years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. but I'm talking like two, three. Yeah.
0: yeah still. Okay.
1: Uh, and then my brother would die of AIDS oh. and I would think like, what am I spectacular? What am I, who do I
0: trying to, what am I
1: trying to prove here? You know?
0: And you so, always did it without help from the rooms. You didn't go to meetings. You just would quit. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: I just would quit. And, uh, that's when, you know, I would walk into a room, the bar after mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. And when I walk into a bar being sober, trying to mm-hmm. stay sober, Billy would look at me and go, I feel like my mother's here when you're here yeah. in the room. You know,
0: this is, I see, I heard about this back in the day and I never said that to you, but I heard that they didn't like the fact that you weren't playing with them anymore. No, no. playing, playing off the, not this. Right. Pul- right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. It was, it was hard. It was hard.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm but um yeah and, and so then, did uh, you did you start drinking again because of peer pressure well your brother had AIDS. so i'm very sorry but and but also was it the fact that they were partying hardy and it was just easier to, to do that or i'm putting words in your mouth but
1: no they were partying hardy and mm-hmm. and, and the one night we went back on the road again mm-hmm. and uh we, we it was the first night we we're going to play boston uh mm-hmm. whatever Enormo dome whatever right and uh and uh we're drinking champagne, Billy. Uh-huh. I said, Yeah, I'm drinking champagne too. And uh, the next night we get up to play, I'm, I'm so dehydrated from drinking all the champagne. That's how much we drank. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm wearing this shirt. The
0: days. I'm yeah. wearing this
1: shirt that's not breathing. And uh, <laughs> I'm just, it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. By the time we get to the end of the show and we're doing the encore, so we get ready to do a matter of trust, and I'm ready to throw up. Crystal, Crystal Teleferro. Wait, was, did you
0: ever throw up on stage?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Teleferro is the percussion player. Yeah. I'm, I'm signaled to her. I said, come here,
0: come here. <laughs> she
1: comes running over and she goes, what's wrong? And I just hand her my drumsticks and I go, you have to do this song. I run downstairs and Bleh! in the garbage pail.
0: Oh my God.
1: The road crew said it looked like a fountain of I just... <laughs> It was terrible, and I didn't go back up. Crystal had to end the show. I was laying on a road case. <laughs> I thought my it was over. My career was done.
0: But this you is know. not something. But Billy would understand something like this, wouldn't he?
1: <laughs> well, that's what was beautiful about playing with <laughs> Billy, and compared to compared to playing with Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks wouldn't tolerate you. Couldn't screw up on stage because you would you hung over or whatever. With Billy, if you screw up because you were hungover, we laugh at each other, you know. Well, we I mean, he,
0: he couldn't talk. He drove his car through a woman's house. He yes, lost he all ability to to to, con- to condemn anyone after that. Yeah.
1: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, okay, and I, and I,
0: so
1: you go ahead. I have to, say, I have to interject here that, that okay. he, he is sober now, too. Uh,
0: is that so?
1: Yes, yes. And I believe that's... I I knew it when the first time I connected with him again after uh, like 15 years, we didn't talk to each other. And then I wrote him the the email and said uh, uh, I was not happy the way we split up. And he wrote me back. He said I felt the same way. And then I asked him to meet for dinner because I was flying into Florida where he was uh, staying. Tell us when this was.
0: Was this like about five years ago or something? How long ago was this?
1: This was right before the pandemic. This was February. The pandemic hit in Stop.
0: March.
1: Yes, right before. So I, wow. I, wrote him, I wrote him and I said, I can meet you for dinner. We're coming in. I land at like 530. I can get to yep. the hotel, meet you somewhere at seven or eight o'clock.
0: Yeah.
1: He, or I can meet you for breakfast the next day because we're playing that, that night. Right? He said, meet me for breakfast the next day because around seven o'clock is when I put the girls to sleep. I knew it. I knew he was a changed guy when oh, he said that.
0: Oh. Because wow. he's got
1: you know he's got little kids, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I knew there was something different about him.
0: Wow. Wow. That's that's we, really good to hear.
1: And when we meet now, you know, we have lunches. Well, so tell
0: us about well, tell us about that first meet. All right. Before you tell us about the first meeting, this back, is going
1: to be a, this is going to be a jump around. We're,
0: we're going to be all over the place. All right, so yeah. tell us tell us about that first meeting. Then we'll we'll circle back to how it happened. But uh, what was that meeting like after all those years? How many years had it been since you'd seen Billy?
1: Fifteen years.
0: Fifteen years. Okay, and you did not. And as I recall. There was no goodbye. It was just over. Is that correct?
1: Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. Uh, was no phone call. No goodbye. No. nothing. Okay. So no tell goodbye. tell I tell the,
0: tell the story of how you found out that you didn't have a gig anymore. Uh,
1: I. It's. He was getting married to his second, I think second wife. Third. Well, third, third wife. Yes. Third wife.
0: Third. <laughs> we're not anyone to talk, though, Liberty. No, you we're not. I. No. We're not. But it's just funny. <laughs>
1: You know, my parents stuck together through thick and thin. <laughs> Most of it was like insanity. <laughs> yes. yes.
0: I've read and your that, book. I know that story.
1: Yes. And people did that back then. Yes. This yes. is like, you're talking about, oh, yeah, I had four wives, five wives. <laughs>
0: four, you know, it's,
1: it's common.
0: Well, yeah. Okay. So, you, so, so he was getting married for the third time.
1: For the third time. Yeah. And I spoke to uh, oh, the uh, other keyboard player that was in the band. And I said, uh, you know, I guess we're not invited to the wedding. And he yeah. said to me, he said to me, he said, I got my invitation.
0: Oh, God.
1: I was like, oh, OK. I didn't uh, get an
0: invitation. Oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So and ben, no, but but wait. But you didn't say, OK, I'm fired based on that. Did no. you? No. So ha- so then what
1: happened? I called up uh, like the tour manager and stuff like that. Yeah. And I said, what what happened? What's, what's yeah, yeah. going on? Uh-huh. And they, they, they just said that, oh, I can't talk about it. You know, Billy, you know, he can get mad and stuff like that. They all knew what was going on. Oh, God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hate them.
0: <laughs> so, so okay. So they knew what was going on. But at what point? Well, okay. What point so- did
1: I know what's going on? When yeah, like how
0: how much time was there until you know they were going on tour, uh-huh.
1: which was pretty much right away after he got married. I see. Yeah, and, and did uh, you
0: try to contact Billy?
1: I did not. No, me me. Oh, I did write him a letter. I did write him a letter. Uh, some people said it was very harsh what I wrote, but oh. it wasn't. It was it was a letter to a friend of like. Uh, see, I thought. Somebody told me that I discredited him in an interview that I did, which you know you wasn't alluded true. to
0: that you alluded to this last time. You didn't tell me what you said. Can you say? Can you say what they said? You said.
1: So, somebody told him mm-hmm. that I told his wife at the time when, right. when he was married mm-hmm. that he was with another woman when we were playing at uh, the Nassau Coliseum.
0: Wait, that you told his Billy's wife?
1: Here's Billy's wife.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: This is number two. Okay. So Billy, mm-hmm. this other woman, mm-hmm. and me over here. Okay. Yeah. I told this one yes. that he was with this woman the night we played at the Nassau Coliseum.
0: And is that true?
1: No. No. My ex-wife was very good friends with Billy's wife at the right, time.
0: Right, right.
1: And I remember her coming to our room and talking about the
0: other the woman. Stuff.
1: Yes. and So and what was it was going your on.
0: ex-wife that actually dropped the dime? You think? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I see.
0: And he held you responsible for that.
1: Yeah, well, somebody said it was me. She said it was, I told her. Okay. this, And this is like 15 years later.
0: Wow. Okay. Oof. Um, okay. So that's, that's rough right there. Um, yeah. Okay. So he holds a grudge. He doesn't return your, you write him a letter. He doesn't write you back, right?
1: No, nothing, nothing. And, and, and that's, that was the problem between me and him. It's like, I'm a like, you know what? He could take a hike. I don't care what he does. And, and he's like the same way. I'm not, I don't have to write him anything. You know what I should have done was mm-hmm. I should have stood in his driveway and stopped him and said, hey, what's going on? What happened?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do, you th- I, think,
0: do you think had you done that? I mean, we can't go back. I should have, would have, could have. But no. do you think perhaps if you would have gone to talk to him, you could have convinced him you could have? Do you think he, what was your friendship? What was your relationship with Billy like? I mean, because 30 years, a long time. Were you I mean, I you were genuine friends. I mean, yes. Do you think if do you think it might have worked if you had gone up to him, looked him in the eye, man to man, as they say and say, I did not do that. Do you think he might have believed you?
1: Well, yeah, but he Mm -hmm. he should have asked me before anything. He should have said, did you do this? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. but he didn't. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people around him. Right. Right. You know, I, I at the time I was the highest paid in the band, I was the longest in the band, I was connected to the records. Nobody else was now, I'm out of the picture. That's a whole new group of you know, whatever,
0: right? Right, and so, every band
1: has their ass kisses, and you know, of course, of course.
0: And, but it was, and you've gone on to uh form another band with most of that band, but we'll talk about that the lords of 52nd street we'll talk about that later so okay so so you're out of the band yes you uh are already sober you've met anna yes you are getting you're leaving your wife yes um you have to give her (laughs) now tell 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 about the wise decision you made when you were getting divorced the very wise decision you made instead of giving your wife alimony. What did you, what, what did you do, Liberty?
1: Well, her lawyer wrote <laughs> us the letter and she said, uh, uh, he said um, she wants uh, half of everything, just, mm-hmm. you know, and then she wants five $5,000 a month for the rest of her life.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Wow. And, and of course, it was in Florida, the divorce, They said, I was married for 20 years, so she could be entitled to that, even if she got married again. Wow. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. So I I said, still having the gig with Billy when I said this. Right. Take it all and never, ever talk to me again. Which meant that if the girls wanted to go to college, she's got to pay. If uh, anything, your car breaks down, she's got to pay. All this kind of stuff. Right. Little did I know that I was about to lose the gig with Billy.
0: And so she got the house. She got the money. She got everything. Yeah. T.O.'s
1: and Insurance.
0: She got everything. So here but, you are. Yeah, and yeah. You, you're you thinking, well, I play with Billy Joel. We go out 10 weeks a year and we I make my nut. I'm, I'm good.
1: Yeah. And yeah. so how
0: much more time do you spend with Billy before that goes away? One more tour. One more 10 week tour.
1: One more 10 week tour.
0: And yes. so, and now you're in love again. So, so how do you pick up those pieces?
1: Well, I had a call around, you know, when, when you play with somebody like Bill, Billy Joel, everything, everybody thinks you make a fortune.
0: Right, right That they course. will not
1: be able to afford you. Right. You know, uh, I remember talking to um, Blue Oyster Cult, Was looking for a drummer. Uh And and they told me how much the drummer would get paid if I played with them. And I was like, I can't do that. (laughs) That's no, I can't do that. That was my introduction to this is reality now. Oh, right. I was in a bubble. Right now, here's reality. This is what really happens. All these friends. Wait a minute! You were
0: also playing with Nick with Stevie Nicks. Wasn't that simultaneous with when you were playing with Billy?
1: Yeah, at one time when the Innocent Man album came out. I see. We we finished Innocent Man album. I went out with Stevie. Then I went, continued with Billy. Right, right. Yeah, that's how I met my second (laughs) (laughs) ex-wife. She's been Stevie. Stevie has been very good to my daughters. Very good.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and 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 um, somebody's going to be somebody is a grandpa. That's me uh, with the daughter with with the daughter that that worked with Stevie that toured with Stevie, right?
1: Yes, toured with Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, she did the uh, she did the dressing rooms and did hair and stuff like that. And when she left, I told her, "Don't bring home a road dog. Just (laughs) don't do it." Who'd she bring home? She ends up. Well, the kid is is uh, was a, a guitar tech, and his mm-hmm. dad was the guitar tech for uh, Tom Petty from the beginning of time when wow. Tom first started. Wow! Yeah.
0: So and so so he is the guitar tech for. He was
1: working with Tom at the time. Yeah, yeah. Wow! Well, Tom passed. Yeah. Yes. And wow. uh, so she, they went to see a Stevie Nicks show, and that's where he met Marielle. I see. And, and she's, you know, when I got the call and she said, I- I'm pregnant, Dad. <laughs> I went, I told you, <laughs> don't bring home a road dog.
0: <laughs> so, so pregnant, and, and so how old is your granddaughter?
1: She's, she was one in, a- in April. April first, she was one.
0: And how old is your youngest daughter?
1: My youngest daughter is five.
0: <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. You know what's funny,
1: Vicky? Vicky, <laughs> if you can hold out, you know, like you, you, we, I read that little passage that you, you, you uh, sent today with, with Billy saying the thing about the suicide and stuff like that. If you can hold out, right? Wasn't it about that or, or forgiveness? about forgiveness
0: about forgiveness
1: right if you can forgive or mistakes that's what it's about that's what it was about
0: mistakes right mistakes everybody makes mistakes you gotta
1: yeah if you can live past your mistakes Mm -hmm. for myself and billy and a lot of people that i know life is better now I mean, it's been 20 years since I met Anna. We've been together for 20 years now. Life is so much better now than it was when all this stuff happened, Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: I thought it was the end of Liberty DeVito. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, you just hold on. Okay, I made a mistake. I gave all my money to my ex-wife. Okay, I made a mistake. Uh, I didn't go confront Billy, you know. Right. But now you rebuild your life. Mm-hmm. slowly
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're better off. Me and Billy are both better than we were whatever that night when they thought that happened because now he's got another wife and he's got two little kids that he adores. I have one little one that I adore. My relationship with my older daughters is great. you know. So you hang on.
0: Um, Jane uh, is saying that uh, asking if uh, if I saw the in- or asking if anyone saw the interview that Billy did with uh, uh, Farid Zakaria. And I guess uh, he spoke very highly of you in the band is what she's saying. But I, I, I've heard the interview with Billy. Is that the one that was on CNN? Anyway, Billy always speaks so highly of you. And Well,
1: um, like you said before, we were really close. I mean, mm-hmm. We were close, I mean, he, he took me, we went to the Soviet Union to play, mm-hmm. but he went to Tbilisi, he was just supposed to sing, him in the background singer was supposed to go, and they were just gonna sing with this uh, Gregorian chanting group at the top of this mountain in this this church, monastery, mm-hmm. you know, and he said specifically, I want Liv to come with me. I, I, I want him to be there for, for, for comedy relief, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just be, just to be there.
0: Right. When we were
1: going to to the uh, to the uh, wreckage of 9-11, after we did that show that had Springsteen on it and all the right, it, right, there, there was no audience. It was on every channel. After that, the uh, NYPD took us down to the site, mm-hmm. and when the people got in the car, there was no room for me, and I was standing outside the car, and and then Billy said, "Oh, if he doesn't go, I'm not going." you know God. that that's how tight we were you know
0: so you you had a meal with him you had a breakfast with him uh yeah. right before the pandemic and how tell us how walk us through that what was that like when you first see each other for the first moment after all this time and after all that water under the bridge what's is it instant everything is good? what was it like
1: it was we, we embraced, you know, hi, Billy, it's, it's really good to see you. Hi, Lib, it's really good to see you. He got off his motorcycle, you know, he took off his hat. He looked at me and he said, whoa, you look so thin, you know, and I said, you look, and I just walked away, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> he was very heavy at the time, you know. <laughs> so we went in, we had breakfast, and we just talked about um, our families now, what we're what we're doing now and 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 as, as far as uh, with our kids and what the older kids are doing uh we talked about people who had passed that we worked mm-hmm. with who's sick who you know who's not well that's basically what our breakfast was about mm-hmm. just talking about that nothing about what, what happened? happened why did right. we why did we end nothing he just said at one point he goes why did you want to get together today and I said I just wanted to see you and he goes like a nostalgic thing right and I said well yeah you know I just mm-hmm. I thought it should be over what you know was we, we made a lot of beautiful music together you know so it was like we were standing on like I write in a book we were standing on this bridge and all the troubled waters were going underneath it and we were just standing on the bridge now that was, mm-hmm. that was getting us through it mm-hmm. you know and the greatest thing was is that Every time I met somebody or saw somebody and they would ask me, if Billy was walking down the street and you saw him, what would you do? I said, I would walk up to him, give him a big hug, probably kiss him on the cheek and say, I love you, Billy. When we went out after the meal was over, it was going to rain. The clouds Mm -hmm. were coming in and he had his motorcycle. So I walked him to his motorcycle. He put on his helmet. He turned to me and I grabbed him and I, I kissed him on the cheek and I said, I love you, Billy. And then he looked at me and he said, and I love you too, Liv. Got on his motorcycle, he took off, I got in the car and we left. And that's the way that ended. You know, it was like, I, I what I said I would do, that's what happened just naturally.
0: That's beautiful. And and since then you've had more conversations there's been more stuff since then. It didn't end there.
1: No, yeah, it didn't end there. No, mm-hmm. we uh, email back and forth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now there's uh, they remixed uh, the Yankee Stadium when we played Yankee Stadium. They did mm-hmm. a whole m- movie on it. Mm-hmm. They re digitalized it and they remixed the record. And it's coming out in theaters in in October. So I I went to see it with Elizabeth Billy's first wife, the one that managed her. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Elizabeth went. And uh, it was one of those things like, oh, do, you re- do we really want to go back there? You know. And she said, I'll go if you go. And I said, I'll go if you go. <laughs> okay. So we went to see the movie. Uh-huh. And uh, it's really cool. It was really nostalgic to see us in in the 90s, you know, us, both of us thin and running around and, you know, <laughs> all, all this kind of stuff. It was very interesting. You're still so thin. Gets,
0: you'll always be thin, but not Billy yeah. so much. <laughs> well,
1: Billy got thin. He, he had uh, back surgery, two oh. hips replaced, you know, oh. so, so. He's looking good these days. Good, good. So that has connected us. I mean, even though I'm not playing with him, we're still putting out new stuff. It's still coming out.
0: Absolutely.
1: Me and and him. I heard the director, Steve Cohen, or the producer, Steve Cohen, he said, um, when you watch the film, Mm -hmm. the the Downeaster Alexa is in the film, us playing it live. Mm -hmm. He said, you can feel the connection between me and Billy when we're we're playing together said you could see it It, it's unbelievable to watch you know so it's cool it's still there and the greatest part was is that he wasn't going to ask me to come and play with the band again when we were having breakfast and i didn't want the gig back i just wanted my friend back and i think that's what he wanted too he just wanted his friend back Mm -hmm. you know
0: uh Okay, so now, for the people who don't know, how, how did that start? Okay, I, I'm. you're a kid, you're, you're in Seaford, Long Island. Um, wh- why do you start to drum, Lib?
1: Well, I asked my parents later on, why did you buy me drums? Because I always loved music. I used mm-hmm. to sing the songs. I loved Dion. I loved the Four Seasons. I loved all that kind of stuff. I asked my dad, I said, why did you buy me drums? He said, because they didn't make Prozac when you were a kid. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> how old were you when they got you drums?
1: I was uh, probably, how old were you when you were in sixth grade?
0: 12. 12 or something. And and before that, did you have any visions of of being a rock and roller? What did, what did you think? Like when you were a little kid, What do you, do you want to be a fireman? What Do you want to be a rock and roller? What'd you want to be before you start playing drums?
1: I didn't know what I wanted to do.
0: You didn't You didn't. know. So no. so he gets your drums, and is it like love at first sight? Do you know what you're doing? Do you suck? Are you great? I
1: what? Go join the sixth grade school band, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't do the buzz rolls and the star swingle banner, and the teacher says, put the sticks down, Davido. You'll never do anything with the drums. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Frustrated. I, hope, I hope you've seen that teacher since.
1: Yeah, he's probably dead by now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But, yeah. you know, but
1: then, then getting into junior high school, right? that's when you start to, you know, see girls and you want to meet girls. But I didn't play sports. You know, I, I didn't like sports. Uh, mm-hmm. The girls love the guys that played sports. They love sure. the football players. You know, they, mm-hmm. they love the, uh, the bonfires that they had at night. I got shot in the ass with a paper clip once and I was like, this, is, uh, this sucks. <laughs> you know, so so it wasn't long after that though when the Beatles came on the Ed Sullivan show Mm -hmm. when that happened then it was like okay that's what I want to do I think that I can do that it's a great way to meet girls
0: (laughs) and so did you start did you you have like you were in like you had band you know school yeah you would play at like dances and stuff like did you do all of that
1: Well, you know, after the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan Show, everybody went out and bought guitars and drums. Everybody (laughs) bought guitars. So my friends bought guitars and drums. Matter of fact, we took one guy that was a friend of ours just because he had the same hairstyle as Paul McCartney. We said, "Tell your father to buy you a guitar." We're We're starting a band, and we started this band. We were instrumental. Band, you know, and we wanted to play at the school dances. Uh the the head of the uh the student, whatever they call it, uh asked us, can you guys play at the school dance? We said, Yeah, we'd love to. She she says, but you have to have a singer, you gotta sing songs. So we had to get this guy to sing with us. <laughs> so you yeah. were
0: like the ventures kind of thing. You were doing like yeah. the ventures kind of thing? Yeah. yeah we did got...
1: All that stuff, pipeline, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. rumble, you know. Right. All that kind of stuff. And um So then we got a singer, and we started to play at the school bands. And then the next day when I came into school, Mm -hmm. everybody now knew me as the drummer that played at the school dance. So I I finally got an identity. The drums gave me an identity.
0: And and you probably got a girl too.
1: I did. Yeah, (laughs) I did. And and it didn't stop. It hasn't stopped. (laughs)
0: Lots of girls. It's um, four da-
1: four daughters and a granddaughter. And
0: there you go. So so uh, so okay. So you how do you go from that to being a professional? How, how do you become a professional musician?
1: Well, it, it it's a slow climb. You know, uh, I mean, uh, you get gigs. You start playing with different people. You know. Uh, so who who
0: what was your first what was your first like paid gig?
1: One, the guy that we told to go get an instrument right because he looked like Paul McCartney
0: <laughs> I love his, this yeah yeah his,
1: <laughs> his father was the president of the Teamsters Union in New York City the truck drivers union right so we would play their meetings and their there when they had uh, events and we had a captive audience you know because he was the president they couldn't leave. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean yeah. it was crazy because at his at his wedding, this guy, his name was Mike, at, at his wedding when he got married, I, I was an usher, and another guy that was in that band, Jerry was he was an usher too, and right. there was this, these heavy mafia guys at the wedding. Wow. It like, yeah, it was crazy. Wow. But um, but yeah, that was our first. That was my first painting.
0: Okay, and so then, how did it go from that to like playing with somebody?
1: Well, I was playing in different bands, right? And then uh, I, had, I had met through this one band I, I had called the Newark Workshop. We played in this club called the My House in Plainview. One night, the Vanilla Fudge played there, Carmine piece.: Oh, yeah. Right? And I saw them, and he, he frightened me. He was so good. He was so good.
0: By the way, I, I was, saw you do like a, I saw you two side by side. And I love Carmine and he's great. You kicked his ass. That day you kicked his ass. I'm just telling you. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> he,
1: we became friends. And I I used to, so I knew all the fudge, you know, eventually. <clears throat> so Vinnie Martell, who was a guitar player, mm-hmm. was starting to jam uh, in, in behind their management. They had a big empty room. A management uh, uh, was in Oceanside. Mm-hmm. And they needed a drummer and a bass player. So I knew this guy, Ivan. Me and Ivan went over to jam with Vinny. We're jamming with Vinny. The Detroit Wheels, Mitch and the Detroit, Mitch Ryder and the Detroit, Detroit Wheels, Wheel. Mitch, mm-hmm. Mitch hit split. The Detroit Wheels come to New York. They're looking for a drummer because Johnny B is going to leave the band to go with the Romantics. Right? Okay. They stop at this management and they say, do you know any good drummers? And the management guys say, there's a kid in the back that's pretty good. So I get that gig. The singer in that band in the wheels at the time, and they're only right. doing blues songs now, just blues okay. songs. They don't want to do the Mitch songs or anything. It's By the rusty. way, do you know
0: how to read music? Did you no. did you do no, none of that technical no, stuff? No, no, okay. No, no, no. Okay.
1: The singer's name is Rusty Day. Okay. Now, Rusty Day uh, was with Ted Dugit when the when he was in the Amboy Dukes and uh, all that kind of stuff like that. He comes. And yeah. he's, he's with the Detroit Wheels. We do one gig in Hershey, Pennsylvania. We yeah. find out that the guitar player is, you know, a, a, an addict. And it, the whole thing falls apart. And I end up in Detroit now. <laughs> like, because we drove all the way to Detroit.
0: How, how old are you now?
1: 18.
0: Your kid, okay. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great, though, because Rusty's dad worked in, for Ford. And uh, there was the Rouge Rouge plant at the time where they took raw iron ore and made at the end of the line, it came out as a car. So they did everything. Yeah. And I learned about this in auto mechanics in high school. So I got to see it. And I was like, so so I eventually have to go home. First time ever on an airplane. I fly home. Rusty then gets the gig with Carmine. In the band Cactus. He's oh, now. Oh, I the- loved
0: Cactus. I saw Cactus. Yes.
1: Ru- Rusty's the lead singer now. Right? He's still coming to my house because my parents loved him. He's coming to my house. My mother's making dinners for him. And <laughs> so he's getting ready to go on the road. And he says to me, he goes, Look, I'm going to get you a gig. I want you to practice. Be ready. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) not too long after that, the phone rings and it's Mitch Ryder's tour manager. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mitch Ryder's drummer is sick. Johnny Siomas who went on to play with Frampton on the Frampton Comes Alive album is sick. Okay. They need a drummer, right? I said, uh, when do you need me? And he says, tonight.
0: Oh my God.
1: I said, can, can I come tomorrow night? Because my, my uh, dad has to drive me. I didn't even have a driver's license." <laughs> so so he drives me into the city. The first time I see Mitch is when he walks out on a stage. The sax player tells me, uh, watch me. I'll, I'll cue you. I knew the songs. I loved Mitch Ryder. Right. You know? And uh, so I know mo- most, most of the songs. But to get back to your original question, it was the first big break was being with Vinnie Martell and jamming because then somebody heard me and recommended me to the wheels. Then the wheels, Rusty Day recommends me to Mitch. Now I have a big name. So when I'm gonna play with Richie Super, he's making his first album on Paramount Records. Uh It's like, who do you play with? I play with the New York Workshop. I play with this, I play with that one. And I play with Mitch Ryder. You played with Mitch Ryder? Yeah, I did. Okay, well, come on down and uh, we'll, uh-huh. we'll play. Billy, when I finally get with Billy.
0: Okay, so how does that happen?
1: Oh, I have a band called Topper. Me, Russell Jabbers, Howard Emerson, and Doug Stegmeyer. Doug Stegmeier is from Syosset. The sound man, Brian Ruggles for Billy is from Syosset. Billy needs a bass player.
0: Wait, what Except- town is Billy from? I don't remember.
1: Hicksville. Hicksville, Okay. The, the uh, sound man recommends Doug for the gig. Right. I remember the last time, last night that Topper played because Doug was leaving to go to play with Billy. Oh my we, God. Doug, Russell's father came up now with- wait, wait, at what
0: stage is Billy's career at this point? Sorry to interrupt you.
1: Piano man and street life serenader So
0: he's already huge, just, but not like he became- Well, he's not huge, he's a,
1: got a cult following.
0: Right, right, okay.
1: Call a cult following.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so uh, we're, we're playing at this place called the Taverdale House in Montau. And Russell's father comes up with a tray full of shots of tequila. We're all drinking shots. We're playing. And, and all of a sudden, the bass stops. There's no more bass. Doug is asleep on the floor. <laughs> asleep. <laughs> so it was a big party for Doug's leaving.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> While he's on the road with Billy, Billy tells Doug, I want to leave LA. I want to move out. And for the the two albums I mentioned, he was using studio music.
0: How, what, what, he, how long had he been in LA?
1: Oh, a... I would say, um, I, I don't know exactly how many years, but quite a few. Yeah. I mean, his career, he was playing at a piano bar, and then he got signed to Columbia Records, and then made those two albums. So, uh, he wants to come back to New York, and he wants to take Doug with him—the
0: mm-hmm.
1: only one he wants to bring. He wants to get a New York style drummer, and he wants the same band to play with him in the studio and go on the road with him, because he was using studio musicians and, and who was taking he a
0: ta- taking a different band out? But it was, but it wasn't like a band; it was just players, right? That he yeah. was taking out, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yes. somebody explained to me the difference between that they were Billy Joel's band, and we became the Billy Joel band. Right, you know? right. So, so, um, so that's how that happened. When he came to New York, uh, I met with him, mm-hmm. and and um, you know we we talked and I auditioned for him, <laughs> and I got the gig. Uh, and then we went in the studio immediately to, to do the album Turnstiles.
0: What a place to start.
1: Yeah. So Turnstiles was good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Had great songs on it. You know, it didn't do fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. it didn't sell a whole lot. But then the next album was The Stranger and mm-hmm. Phil Ramone. So Phil Ramone was the missing piece at the time when Billy finally put his band together. And then Phil came in, and the rest is history so, so tell
0: us tell everybody the story of only the good die young which is blowing no smoke up your ass is my favorite billy joel song um ha, ha, what what because you have contributions all over the place in billy's music y- yeah, yeah you yeah um so what was your contribution to that song lib
1: he wrote the song we were on the road uh i remember we were in knoxville tennessee
0: mm-hmm.
1: and me and the sound man brian ran away to the circus the circus was in town we went for two days we <laughs> hung out with the circus went on the train everything i you
0: did know? that in new york isn't that fun so, the so tra- great the train is like the freakiest thing in the world it's so <laughs> freaky i'm so glad you said that it's <laughs> it like is. wow i wanted it to is. join i wanted to run away and join i fell in love yeah <laughs> yeah it's
1: romantic i it mean is. It's, it's like you know weird like you're a gypsy you know
0: (laughs) it's weird and they sleep on those little teeny tiny little (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah so you ran to the circus.
1: we ran to the circus (laughs) so i come back and uh, richie canada runs up to me in the hallway and he goes you kind of hear the song billy wrote and billy comes in the room and he sits with an acoustic guitar and he plays me only the good diane plays it like a reggae tune and what does it sound like like when he's it's like reggae. Come out Virginia and then it So first, my first thing is like, oh my God, Billy, it's all about Catholic girls. And, and you know, basically it's about Virginia is eventually going to have sex when she decides to call me. You know, if you Billy saying, I want to be the one to do it. and. I know you're Catholic and there's this whole big screen and veil <laughs> that's around you that you're not <laughs> supposed to do it, but you're going to do it. And so call me when you do it. Yeah. So I said, you can't do that, Bill. You can't do it. You know, my Catholic uh, guilt now starts coming out. Uh, so anyway, we finally get into the studio. Yeah. And we're going to record Only Good Day Young. He's playing it and he's playing it reggae. Yeah. There's a, there's a reggae version that's out. You, you it, can oh, really? On, online, yeah terrible so i tell him i said this sucks it really does and and i say you know because we live on long island we live on long island i said the closest you've ever been to jamaica is the jamaica station where you train change trains on long island i was like this is terrible and then so i i remember a a Jimi hendrix tune called up from the skies that had a swing to it And I started to play that swing, and it was like the song. All of a sudden, started to take off. So it became this the swing thing that it became on the record.
0: I remember you said, uh, "Good drummers borrow; great drummers steal."
1: That's right. (laughs) That's right. I stole from Hendrix and Mitch Mitchell. The opening lick that I play is on a song called "Up from the Skies" um, by Jimi Hendrix. It's the same thing Mitch Mitchell plays.
0: Um, I, I love that so much. Uh, Steve Bondi, hi, Steve, says, which LP was mixed at the wrong speed?
1: Oh, that was Billy's very first, Cold Spring Harbor, where he sounds like a chipmunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and Gigi uh, Shapiro is asking, Kulik is asking, uh, do you have any memories, uh, special memories of Phil Ramon? Oh, yes.
1: Opah? Phil, we called him Uncle Phil. He taught us, you know, the, when when Billy was looking for a producer, the first one he uh, went to was mm-hmm. um, uh, George Martin, the Beatles producer. George Martin actually came to see us play, and we were all excited. Beatles producer, this is going to be so great. He's going to be this record, blah blah blah. He hears us play. He meets with Billy. Billy comes back. He wants to produce me. Great, this is going to be so good. But he wants to use studio musicians. <laughs> well, like. Ah, he sucks anyway. Anyway, What has he done since the Beatles? (laughs) Anyway, what's he done since the Beatles? So, Billy Billy says to him, "Love me, love my band," and he turns him down.
0: You know, you got, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That was a big, huge, huge. So, Phil comes to see us at Carnegie Hall. We're playing Carnegie Hall two nights, three nights, however, and he comes to see us. He finally gets us in the studio. He says he's going to produce us, gets us in the studio, and he says, I want you guys to be the rock and roll animals that you are, but I'm going to make it so people get it on the record. You keep that energy, but you're going to play a little simpler. You're going to play it like so you have hit records. You're you're going to have
0: a pop. It is going to be yes, yes, yes.
1: Mm -hmm. So he taught us how to do that. Mm -hmm. I can remember him coming up to me during moving out. During moving out, Billy Billy wanted me to play uh, right. Want me to play the line right?
0: Right. Bill
1: said, "No, don't do that. Do this." He says that's what people know that's wow. all they want to hear is boom and from that day on it was like okay this is going to be great
0: wow wow yeah. wow do, do you have a this is like saying who's your favorite kid but were there any, was was there any concert that just stood out i mean what was it like the first time when you played like the big like one of those huge where there's a hundred thousand people or something like was that were you jaded by that time because you'd been building to it or did, yeah. was it mind-blowing no no. No. It, no it's
1: a it's a step up i mean the first arena we did was uh, uh the maple leaf arenas in in uh toronto uh-huh and we only did half of it but oh. it was a, it was an experiment to see if we could go from theaters with the show that he had you know billy used to like cigarettes right. before new york state of mind to make uh-huh. smoke to see if it could translate to an arena right which which it did and then you develop yeah. from there and then you know by the time you get to uh dome whatever you call it it's like
0: So, so, but were there any, because like you guys would play like these grand events where there would be all these other acts as well with these iconic events was, did anything ever stand out? I mean, uh, like, do you have a favorite show that you played that just for any reason was special to you?
1: Well, the thing I loved the the most when, when there was other acts that played Uh on the same show was like, we were always like high school battle of the bands, Billy. (laughs) We were always Uh like that. (laughs) <laughs> like we're just going to give it 110% on the stage and we are going to do what we do. Right. You know, we were very fortunate that we grew up middle-class blue collar middle-class kids. Right. And that's the kind of music Billy was writing blue collar middle-class you know, I mean, he wrote classical pieces that I translate related back into rock and roll songs. Wow. You know, he says that in the book that I took his classical training and made it into rock and roll. Wow. You know, he had the the, the brains and I had the beauty. Well whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it.
0: Because wow. I brought
1: it to the street. You know.
0: Have you seen the C the CNN special? I, I listened no. to it in the car. Well you should because he says a lot of good stuff about you. You you should you need to you need to you need to see that. Um, so okay I don't know I don't know what you're asking me Steve who is biggest personal wait what I don't know what that means um okay so so you go you go through this and what is your life like when you're only doing 10 weeks a year yeah what are you doing the what are you doing the rest of the year what what are you doing 42 weeks what are you doing
1: well, before it was the end oh I can't, I can't.
0: so, so you, you're partying a lot
1: oh like sick sick partying
0: yeah sick partying and not you're you're not working well you are at one point you go with stevie nicks you did you did some other work with other people what did you do with carly simon yeah we did a, a,
1: a studio stuff
0: you did some you studio know. stuff with carly yeah. um with feet my friend phoebe snow i know you played was with so,
1: great. I it it. so great it was so great we went on the road too oh she used to blow up a rubber raft before what? she sang she used to blow up a rubber raft before she sang
0: i never saw her do that yes <laughs> that's crazy yeah that, wow um she was amazing uh so okay so you so but you would you would do some session work i assume you did some session work yeah. You, yeah yeah yeah, so play. For out. The mo-
1: you know, I didn't want to play when we got off the road. I didn't want to play. I had you no know. interest in playing. You know, so did you, I, didn't I keep, you like, didn't
0: keep your chops up while you weren't on the road again. I,
1: I feel like I was more creative getting ready for the next album by doing nothing, because wow. then I could take and flush everything I just did.
0: Wow,
1: that's a, that's how I felt.
0: Wow, that's really interesting, and and you didn't get like. Rusty you didn't you know it just all just you you know
1: you get rusty but it doesn't take long before it's back again
0: that's you that's know. amazing okay so so your 10 weeks a year is done and now you've got to be uh you now you got to be now you got to play right you got to play to make a living yeah so you you and you're sober so you're more able to do that so what does life look like after Billy Joel for you
1: I did a benefit concert uh with ricky bird
0: oh my i love the ricky yeah
1: and we're doing a sound check with these other members of the band mm-hmm. and
0: ricky by did, the way jo- is joan jett in the black hearts he's yes. no longer with joan when this happens
1: no he's okay. no longer with Joan. Uh-huh. we had met at one of fishoff's uh camps the one he did in New York. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we're doing this benefit and the other guys leave the stage and me and Ricky are just up there and Ricky starts playing like the old R and B stuff and things mm-hmm. like that. And I'm playing along with him. And I look at him and I say, you know, we should start a band and do this stuff. So he says, that's a great idea. So we call Christine Ullman and at the time we get you McDonald, who plays with Bon Jovi and you know, other people from other bands. And we form the uh, NYC Hit Squad, we call it.
0: And what a great band you guys are! I've seen you; you're great. It's a that band. was a lot of fun.
1: Um, that was a lot of fun. So that was the first time I'm getting back into it. Right. Then he knows Billy J. Kramer, and he comes, and Billy J. Kramer is looking for somebody to play the drums. So I start playing with him. Then I get a call, somebody from the Long Island, uh, not Long Island, from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in mm-hmm. Cleveland sees the hit squad. But that night they see us, we're playing with Rob Arthur who plays with uh, Peter Frampton
0: mm-hmm.
1: a- and Will Lee is playing bass at the time.
0: Another they call
1: Frampton. me up and, mm-hmm. and they and they say, we saw the hit squad. We're gonna do this thing now. We're gonna have uh, other artists come in maybe like five to eight artists uh, a year. And you guys are for one day are going to play with all these artists. And I want that band, the Hit Squad. I said, but that wasn't really the Hit Squad. They said, I don't care. We want that band that we saw. So I got to call all the guys. We all do it. We end up playing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like for years, mm-hmm. doing all their events except the induction. The one so that, far.
0: right, the induction. Yeah. The one
1: they do in New York.
0: And uh, that's uh, the one with Paul Schaefer. And yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. But Paul had, Paul played with us a few times over there, mm-hmm. so they do one that is uh, women in rock. Mm-hmm. Maybe Staples is on it. Cindy Lauper is on it, and Ronnie Spector's is on it. Uh huh. After that, I get a phone call from Ronnie's management. Ronnie wants you to play drums for her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I play with Ronnie for a few years, which was the greatest. Oh, you know, if you're gonna play with somebody. <laughs> After Billy Joel, it better be somebody really, really good, you know. Yeah. She was the queen of rock and roll. I mean, she was it. I mean, she she would come out sometimes and I would look at her because I only could see her back. Uh, you know, right, of course. She's in front of me. And there's that young Ronette. She was amazing. Wow. And she really took me under her wing. I mean, we would sit backstage sometimes and she would talk about her. Issues with Phil, you know, uh, and nice. I, and and I would talk about what Billy what happened with me and Billy, mm-hmm. and and you know she'd say it, it'll be over, you know, you'll get past it, you'll get through it, it'll be fine, you know, and she was just great, you wow. know. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay, and so you're playing with 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 Ronnie, and then what happens? Then what what else happens? When when did the, the Lords of Fifty Second Street? When does that happen?
1: We get inducted into the Long Island Music Hall of Fame. Now, I did not want to go. I didn't want- What year is this? I'd say it's probably five years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, May wasn't born yet. So it's almost six years ago, I guess. Mm -hmm. So um, a friend of mine, when I I tell him from the drum company that I was endorsing at the time, he goes, do you really want to go back there again? You know, because now I'm starting to come out of it, right? starting to have a life again
0: right
1: so i say no i don't but then i think about russell and richie and they're very excited and doug's mother because now doug is gone and they're gonna you know i said okay i'll do it i don't even go to soundcheck they have a soundcheck they want us to play a song i don't even go to soundcheck i send somebody else to do it wow (laughs) so i i go and that's so you haven't
0: been playing with Richie or, or you haven't been playing with. Oh, OK,
1: OK. No, I, I played in the studio with him maybe twice since okay. that, mm-hmm. before then. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get there, we play a song and um, we do speeches. Each one of us does a speech. And this right. is when I say that I list everything that I did growing up as far as music goes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the people that I knew. And the people that made the stranger great, you know, whether they were past or they're still here with us, or whatever, you know, and, and then I, I mentioned that the band Topper that we had and Billy had seen Topper. Mm-hmm. And I, I used the phrase, Billy did not make us great. Billy saw the greatness in us. And that's Ooh. why he took us, Ooh. you know, and that was like, Oh, okay. I get it now. You know, everybody was like, Oh, I get it now. They were already a band. They were already. Billy really just, you know, took
0: what was there. And yeah. Yeah.
1: He knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. No fool. Mm-hmm. We had been playing for years already. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we go there and um, we play. We want to play one song. Ron Delsen is there. And, uh, you know, he's being honored that night.
0: Uh, and Steve Bondy sing uh, the Young Rascals. Peppy's there. I guess Peppy was there. Were they there that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Young Rascals are in that Long Island Music Hall Fame. They're all in there. And uh, so we end up playing like four or five songs. The crowd's loving it, you know, because now it's the real guys playing Billy's songs.
0: Right. Who's you know? singing?
1: We got this guy, Dave Clark. He sang with us. Dave Clark?
0: The Dave Clark?
1: No, not the. Uh, no, Clark. Okay. Dave <laughs> I was
0: going to say, wait a minute, Dave no, Clark. Okay,
1: that Dave Clark played drums in okay. Dave Clark Five. Yeah. Yes,
0: okay, but he's
1: no. saying, yeah, this is a, this is a guy that 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 plays. Uh, he's got his own ba- Billy tribute band. Oh, along out mm-hmm. and uh, does very well. Mm-hmm. And um, so we we play five songs, and then we start to think like, hey, you know, somebody. But you're not
0: doing bands. it with intention. You're not doing it. No. You don't go into it with intention. Okay.
1: No. No. Mm-hmm. So. A while later,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I get a call mm-hmm. why, don't, why don't you guys do this for real? You know, like who, you guys who, could,
0: who, who says this to you?
1: This guy that's managing us now, Andy uh, Gilmore. Okay. He says it. He says it to us like, you know, you guys could make some bread out of this, you know? And we thought, yeah, there, there's people that do it. They make a lot of money playing what we recreated. Why don't we do it? We're the right. guys.
0: We're the guys.
1: So that's how that came about. You know
0: what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the immediate family. It's kind of like the same thing, right? The section they 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 were the ones who were on all those records, and now yes. they played the records that they. Exactly. It's the same kind of thing.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, we we the Lords have played with Little River Band, and we played with uh, uh, a bunch of different bands, and we have more members in our band
0: that are than original those, than they do yes <laughs> it's really funny that's hysterical so okay so how did hired gun i, I love fran Strying? he and, and ray parker were just with me a couple weeks ago how how does uh, what's that about tell us about hired gun
1: you know it's funny <laughs> fran posted a picture a couple of years ago he did the took a photo of the album mm. cover that dolly parton Used and he, he posted the album cover, and he said, "I did this like four years ago, or something like five years ago, whatever it was." And I said, underneath it, I wrote, "Fran, I don't know how to not sound New York, but fucking bastard, that's <laughs> you know something like that. Like God, you did that. That's so great. But Fran, yeah, Fran was great. Hired Gun came about. I got an uh. On Facebook, I got a um, what do you call it? A Request. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? We're going to do this documentary about uh, guys who are side men, hired guns. Do you want to be a part of it? I thought, Ah, yeah. Th- this happens all the time. People call me and say, "You want to be a part of this? You want? I'm going to make a video of this. We're going to do a documentary of this." Yeah, sure. I didn't know it was going to blow up like it did. Right. You know, My biggest disappointment is that I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt when nobody <laughs> else has got their leather jackets on, and
0: <laughs> makeup.
1: And... <laughs> so I thought it was going to be one of those things, you know. But Fran was so kind, uh, you know. I mean, he really gave me a lot of time. And, and, and he gave, let me tell my side of the story.
0: Yes, he you know. did. Yes, he did. And thanks to you, I got to go to the premiere and have so much fun. And I got to meet people and Fran, who has since done my show a couple of times. Yeah, thank you. Um Fran's so great. He's done
1: a lot. He's done a lot. He's done a Ray Parker thing now.
0: Yes. Who are you going to call? An ex- another excellent documentary. Both of them excellent.
1: Yeah.
0: Um So okay. So your book. So why why did you? How did you start to? How did the memoir start? What where did that come from? My book. Yeah, why did you start writing? What what, what sparked you to write?
1: I started to write a family history for my girls. Oh. Where the family comes from, how they came over from Italy. You have
0: one wacky family, by the way.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, my dad, World War II, he was a policeman, all that kind of stuff. I wanted them to know. And then when I parted ways with Billy, I started to write notes about, you know, I mean, I could have thrown everybody under the bus, but after writing them, writing it down and you look at what you wrote and you go, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. It's cheap. Yeah. It's cheap. You know, I know Billy wrote a book and uh, he got a bunch of money for it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and then uh, he gave the, the publishers the book and they said, mm-hmm there's not enough dirt in here. You need to put more dirt in here. And they and said, I can't do that. And he gave the money back to them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, so it, it's cheap to do something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, so what I decided to do after watching all these shows like uh, American Idol and all that kind of stuff, The Voice and all that kind of stuff, where people think that you go on a show like that, you win a prize and you get a record deal and you become famous. No, <laughs> you gotta, You got to pay your Oh, come
0: here, May. <gasps> Let's hey, meet on. May. Hi, May. She's back there. Huh? Hi, <laughs> May. Oh, she's hiding, she's... but I can kind of see you. Hi, May. Did you like the movie? <laughs> Did you have a good time? How was is... the canto? Terrible. Oh. It was terrible.
1: Why? <laughs> All right, you going to bed? I want you to put me to sleep.
0: What? I want you to put.
1: Right. Oh, I got a couple more
0: minutes here, okay? We're, we're almost done, May, I promise. And then daddy can put you to sleep. Right. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, she a cutie. And I look what you got saved. You didn't have to go see a terrible movie.
1: <laughs> she thought it was terrible, it was a kid's movie. <laughs> so where were we?
0: Um, The book, your book. So you're writing your book. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So So I decided I'm gonna write about how I, how my family came from Italy, Mm-hmm. And then I be, 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 get to play with one of the biggest single artists ever in the world. How did mm-hmm. that happen? Well, it didn't happen by going on a, in a contest and winning. No, it happened by paying your dues. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wanted to pe- the kids. See, there's, there's the, the good road that everybody knows about mm-hmm. that I played with Billy Joel, but there was the dark road, too. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to travel that dark road. Absolutely. And sometimes, sometimes some people don't make it off that dark road like Doug mm-hmm. didn't make it off the dark road. Mm-hmm. So if, if I could save a kid from doing what Doug did, mm-hmm. then I, I did my job, mm-hmm. you know, letting him know that, yes, it's hard. This is a hard business to be in. You do know? you
0: mentor any young, like if a young drummer gets in touch with you and wants some advice and stuff, do you, do you talk? Will you? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so now before, so I'm gonna let you get to May, but tell us about Love Santa Claus, a humble hearted Christmas story. <laughs> so, how did that happen? How'd you write a kid's book?
1: I was writing it for, for years when I was younger. I, I was writing this thing about Santa Claus, you know, he gets up in the morning and oh my God, he realizes it's Christmas Eve and his sled is a mess, his boots are <laughs> everything's a mess, his suit is ripped and everything, he's gotta get it all together, you know. And see, a lot of people know. Everybody celebrates Christmas. I mean, even
0: Jews, yes. Even uh, Jews
1: yeah. celebrate Christmas. Yes, you know.
0: <laughs> Most of them, so, not all of them, but yeah. Uh,
1: but you celebrate Christmas because of Santa. You, you don't celebrate it because <laughs> because of, of Jesus. <laughs> but yes, but right. this is how Santa got his gig ah. because of Jesus. <laughs>
0: Well, this sounds very entertaining. So, and when will the book be, when is the book going to drop? Obviously in time for the holidays. October. Okay. And so people can find it. I put the Amazon link on, they can pre-order, correct?
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: All right. Well, yes. I I'm, I can't keep you because I know there's a little girl who wants her daddy, but I, um, I love you so much. I really adore you, Lib. And it's just always so much fun to spend time with you. I love you too. Thank you so much for doing this. Tell May I'm sorry you didn't get to go to the movie with her, but we appreciated it. <laughs> Have a wonderful rest of your night. I adore you. Good night. Take care, Liv. Bye-bye. Bye.